Welcome to Gamers Enclave, the podcast for the gamer in you, and today your hosts are Light and Jinjimu once again. How are you, sir? How's your week? Have you had any times for any games, or is work keeping you at bay? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yes, work as always, but um, always have time for games, hopefully, right? Always make some time. Um, so, yes, Ghost of Tsushima still. Um, but I'm actually, as we're working on, uh, or as we are having fun with our podcast here, um, I'm actually trying to figure out how to start a Minecraft server again, uh, to update it to 1.19. And there's a native version for, uh, running Minecraft on the, uh, Apple M1, uh, ARM processor dealio. So... I don't know. I just figured I'll update it and uh, see how that goes. Yeah, give it a try. I mean, have a look. Um, I'm, well, before I tell you about myself, yeah, give Minecraft a try. Let me know how you like it on the on the Mac, um, and see. Yeah, see if you, see if nice, you notice. Actually. See, oh, it's running well and everything's good. Oh yeah, in general, it runs pretty well. Um, I'm gonna see. I had to so. Actually, let's see, there's a Java 18 out that's the JDK um, version that works. Uh, I'm assuming it works. Um, it's actually just booting up right now, so we'll see if that works. But it's getting a lot further than I did last time with this server. The previous server version, um, okay, okay, looks like it actually works. So I don't, I'll also have, have to see if it allows me to log in but nice. uh, or join the server. but. Um, yeah, I just that. had to get that Java, and um, so far so good. I've played Minecraft um, on the old version, and it actually worked really well. So, uh, so far pretty capable. And then eventually I think I want to try World of Warcraft on um, on the Mac. Uh, I've seen some pretty good videos on that too. But um, yeah, for the time being, doing that, uh, sipping on some uh, Buffalo Trace, my favorite uh, bottom shelf bourbon. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. So, I mean, that sounds great overall. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I was just gonna, I was just gonna comment, and this is gonna be a little burn on Apple. Like, hey, it's about time you can play some games on Apple. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> it's like, you know, it's, and and an emphasis on some games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I mean, look, that's like, like to me, I think that's why I never really care for Apple since I'm a huge gamer. Um. And I'm like, Apple, I've had Apple PCs for video editing, and they just turn to shit. Like, they just, like, become a lag fest after, like, a while, and I'm like, I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired. So I moved on back to PC. Like, I, like my my brother, he actually used it, Max, for uh, photo editing, and then he's back on Windows. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, this just takes too long sometimes, but obviously this is a new M1, and we had the previous before this one, so maybe, maybe it'll be up to our standards. But who knows, because we tend to have like a, a decked out PC anyway, so it's like kind of hard to compete, I guess. I guess in, for me, with yeah. like, I have a freaking, 32 processor or 16, 16, two, 16 processor, 32 threat CPU with like 6900 XT's like, yeah, I don't know if your M1 will be better than mine, but it should be really, really good. <laughs> um, yeah, or I, I mean, I guess it's been about, I don't know if it's been like a year since I got it. Um, and so I'm still um, in the 
wife. I, we also got one for my wife too. Um, nice. She has the Air, and then I have the Pro, and it's still the M1. I, they came out with the M. What was it M1 Pro, M1 Max, and then there's M2 now, which is like I don't know. I think they're going crazy with the versions. It's pretty stupid, but. Um, bro, it's an Apple uh, thing, bro. Come on. Geez. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It, I think the the thing is, is you buy it, you just forget about the rest of them, and then one day you're like, you know what? I feel like some new tech. I'm just gonna sell my laptop and then get a new one. And that's not that's the hard. Apple way. But, uh, the Apple okay. way is yeah. every time you have a new product, you're supposed to them. give that one up and replace yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, and, and you sell it for half the cost. Correct. Um, that is the Apple so, way, sir. How dare yeah. you not do that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, no, it's because I know people who actually own iPhones, and like each time there's a new iPhone, I'm just, they just upgrade. Like there's not like literally yeah. nothing wrong with their phones, but this new iPhone, I need to get a new one. I need, and I'm like, yeah. damn, goddamn, Apple at least knows how to sell their products. Um, <laughs> like they're oh, good products, the way, so like, so. I mean, if you like Apple, it looks like uh, the server is working perfectly. Um, so yeah, good news. Everything seems to be working. It's, it's that's nice. awesome. Anyway, um, yeah, so my wife and I both have uh, M1s. Uh, she uses she she has an Air um in the rose gold and i have the space gray one uh in pro and uh yeah pretty good i mean i just so she uses it we have different use cases i use mine for some light gaming um uh, music production on the rare occasion <laughs> um and the um uh making like some programming stuff like some stuff in unity so like um I guess that kind of shows a little bit of, of some of the use cases. I have external hardware that's plugged into it. So even though there's limited, you know, uh, plugins, I just have two lightning ports um, or whatever they're called now. I can't remember, but two ports and um, some dongles, right? And I'm able to fit my whole studio, which I probably have like at least like 40 pieces of gear, but like, it, the 40 is mostly in the modular synth, so it's it's all routed into a uh, mixer, which is 18-channel mixer, uh, a Sapphire interface, audio interface, I should say, and then I have a another thing. So for general music use, like plugging things into it, um, having all sorts of different sources, it works very well, but uh, really you just need like one thing plugged in. <laughs> um, and then there's the other case where it's able to do like some slight intensive programming stuff on it, um, being able to run physics engines and stuff that that works pretty well and the mind like what I've been able to do with it. Um, and then playing games on it um, seems responsible responsive enough, so that's good. And then on my wife's side, she takes it to work. She has like a case for it that like a clamshell case that is around it to protect it. And she's working with kids all day, so she's able to take it there and work with it and do Excel and um build um you know tables and stuff for her reports and and do her um school work and stuff on it for her masters and and all that stuff so she has that whole thing and she hasn't had any issues with it so yeah it's been probably about almost a year for hers as well and um so far they've been working really well but you know that's probably me just saying this and you know ask me about it next year <laughs> we'll see where we're at um but so far so good i'm, I'm enjoying it that's and then I also, it's kind of replacing my PC, I guess, because I've kind of uh, 
completely got rid of my PC. I pulled it apart and um, and I'm, I sold all the components to it for most the most part because I want to update it, upgrade it eventually. And um, so, because I know there's the graphics cards are going down in price a bit, and um, you know there's new ones on on the horizon. Oh yeah, but, um, and there's gonna be so many um, video cards that. This gonna actually for there's actually forcing Nvidia to drop down the price because they have have a surplus of video cards. So if you guys are yeah. actually interested in buying some, I would not wait for the four thousand series and I would get the three thousand series or the AMD cards today because if you find a good deal on them, um, I really don't think it's gonna be worth upgrading to the four thousand series personally, especially for the price. Because you're gonna be able to get a really good deal on the on this generation video cards because there will be a surplus. So if you guys wait for Black Friday, probably or near the holiday season, keep your eye out for really good deals, or just keep an eye out until you see one that's really good deal below below retail price. Because it's inevitable due to the fact that the supply, like basically demand, finally caught up. So now there's a <laughs> like with the crypto went down. So a bunch of miners sold off a bunch of their stuff. So now you have a surplus of video cards in the market, and you have a surplus of brand new video cards as well. So if you were holding for that, I would highly recommend that to buy a video card this generation over the 4000 series. Um, but that's just because I saw what the 4000 series is like. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and I personally don't want my electricity bill to go further up. Yeah. So... Oh, also, um, I I don't know if well I, I don't know if you have a some things you want to talk about, but I I don't know if this is also a car channel, but I could share a little bit about because I mean, it, it I guess cars are tech, right? Yes, sir. They have <laughs> they I have. Kind of, I mean, hey. They have electronics, right? <laughs> I, I I I like to talk about technology. So if there's any technology advances about vehicles, feel. Feel free to share. I love cars. Cars is one of my favorite things growing up as well. Yeah. So go for so, it. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to share. So recently, um, so I don't think I, so I, I, my old car, which I had the, you know, um, experience of having, and I guess the, the joy of owning um, a C7 Corvette 2016 model uh, had a different, you know, got an opportunity to basically get a promotion, but then it ended up turning into me having to basically drive like 70, 78 miles a day. So I was like, well, shoot, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm, I don't really need more than one vehicle. So um, I went and looked around the market and um, there's a, I don't know if anybody's heard of, but there's this truck uh, from Ford. So it's called the Ford Maverick. And it's been probably the most difficult vehicle to find. <laughs> um, and, uh, and it's because, which is really interesting because Trucks have been interesting as far as in America and stuff. Everybody seems to want bigger or not. No, let me let me re-say that. All the manufacturers think people want bigger, uh, more powerful trucks that um, are just basically eventually not only physically but also financially houses. You know, as big as a house and it costs the same as houses. That some of the, the bigger ones, more equipped ones and stuff, they they get very expensive. Um, and you see them just saturating the market, but you you know it's kind of funny that um, this truck comes out from Ford Maverick, which it's a small compact vehicle, a unibody on the same frame or the same like um, 
I guess, undercarriage or, or frame as the um, Bronco Sport. Um, and uh, it's this tiny truck, four cylinders. You can get it in all-wheel drive or uh, you can get it in a hybrid. And the most popular one isn't the most strong one. It's the one that um, is the best fuel economy, which has 40 miles per gallon. I mean, it's a pickup truck with 40 miles per gallon. So you can get like upwards of almost 800 if you, if, I mean, if you, if you drive um, economically and stuff, uh, you can get almost like 800 miles per full tank. So that's pretty insane compared to what trucks nowadays, which they're like, you know, I think the average 20 or 15 or so miles per gallon on um, the best I've seen were like 23, 24. So that's, I mean, literally the, the everything sold out. Um, luckily, I got I got lucky enough to find um, one at a CarMax. I was able to trade in my Corvette for this truck. Um, they were only like nationwide. I think the only available there was only four available in this the kind that I wanted. So it was kind of uh, it was like a very lucky chance. Oh, of course, I had to pay like ten thousand dollars over over the um, sticker price, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, actually, probably more than that. It's it's pretty gnarly. So, but you just, there's no there's no competition at the moment. I mean, I guess you have the Santa Cruz, the Hyundai Santa Cruz, and that one is a compact truck. It looks a little better. It, it's, I, I remember watching YouTube and there was these individuals that, um, I, and I apologize, I can't remember what the YouTube channel is, but they had described it as a, um, basically a, like the Santa Cruz was a car or it was a truck like car because it has a very, it looks like an SUV. It's basically a Honda Tucson or not Honda, a Hyundai Tucson, which my wife drives. Um, but it has the bed of a truck. So it's a truck like car and the, the, um, Ford Maverick is a, uh, car-like truck <laughs> so you reverse it because it's a truck but it's the size of like a you know uh, SUV a small SUV and um, and it has the you know bed it looks like a truck and everything but uh, it's a unibody it's get it's great miles per gallon and everything and and it's crazy because my wife and I were um, you know driving around we're, we're currently looking for um, uh, like to move well basically we're, we're considering moving uh to a different house and so we're driving around and the the speedometer i mean the mileage i think it, it was said like 306 miles until empty and we drove around for like 20 30 minutes um and you know going back and forth looking at these houses and that whole time it did not change i think it actually gained i gained a mile or two just because I was driving slow through neighborhoods and it was charging, it was just going off of the electric battery. Um, and it just kind of made me realize like this day and age with gas prices uh, as high as they are and everything. Um, yeah, it was great driving like my dream sports car and everything. But I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, the driving, it's fun, but like you're, you have to pay money for it. It's, a, it's not a cheap hobby, you know? and and on top of that, it's like, you know, just to have that as like a daily driver, um, it was just not realistic because, you know, you only can, I don't know, it's the the magic of it kind of goes away because you're like, oh, I got to, I got to do my daily routine 
but now I have to fit this car into it. Um, you know, like, where do I park it? Where do I do this and that? Um, okay, am I going to have enough gas to do this or this for this week? Or am I going to have to stop and get gas and stuff? Um, and it actually did get really good gas mileage because of the, um, the aerodynamics and stuff. So I think I averaged like, I think it was like 30, my best on a trip was like 33 miles per gallon. Um, but that's like, I don't know, I'm finding more enjoyment out of knowing that I can drive without having to fill up um, probably like more, more than I would in the past, you know, I don't know. It's just weird. I think it's like me becoming an adult <laughs> in a way, like me really enjoying the simple things of like, oh, cool. I saved the money this week. Like that's just, I don't know. I think that's just like, it might just be like a, a millennial thing or something, but cause we're in that age, but um but like i'm more thrilled about having saved money than driving a sports car every day so it's like well that that just means you're just responsible bro because most people yeah. uh, i mean a sports car yeah. will always be better <laughs> more yeah, fun but, so i'm just gonna say like i'll probably be the only person that says i take more thrill in driving this economic pickup truck that i know i can do a lot of utility stuff with than I did this, uh, you know, 470, I think it was 470 horsepower after the stuff I did do it and everything. Um, I mean, it's also you um, bought it for, for different use. So at the end of the day, you're comparing uh, sports cars, which is meant to be driven fast and fiercely to a yeah. work truck. So I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, either way, man, like I said, it's, it's all good as long as you're enjoying the ride and then you like yeah. the vehicle that you that you have. I, the only thing that I, yeah. I'm going to be honest, the only thing that I do know about hybrids and the electric vehicles that I'm not a fan of, but who knows, maybe it's offset. They'll be offset later in the future. It's like replacing the battery in case it dies. I know they can cost up to ten grand or $15,000 just for the battery, uh, but who knows um, I'm, like how cheaper they can make that as with time. I think that's the only well, thing that um, you also need to consider well, if you were to buy a hybrid in case it fails and it's not under warranty, you're going to spend like a good dime on it. Yeah. Well, honestly, like the cost of it, like once again, I, I paid like, I think 37,000 for it. And it, it, before tax, it, it ended up being like two, like 20, 20 something, like 24,000, I think. So I paid over like well i paid like ten thousand over because it's not you can't get them except for the markup but um i don't see myself i'm like oh, I'm, I'm gonna upgrade you know um over time and the powertrain warranty i think it's like fifty five thousand miles or something um for five years um so all i gotta do is when i get close to that and the warranty is coming up i just gotta trade it in get a different vehicle and just keep on going so um, otherwise, if if uh, if something happens, it'll be covered in the warranty and everything. So That's just gotta, you know, yeah. I guess if you choose to like drive it until it's like almost, you know, pretty up there. But I think the amount of money I'm gonna save um, is gonna, and I'm talking like hundreds of dollars a month, um, not including like my allowance and stuff for work, but is is gonna definitely make up for <laughs> for any any chances of something else happening to it so um 
outside well, of the world. Well, I mean, too, right? I mean, there's always that. There's always that side, though. That's why I always like to bring it up because it's not, it's not like as oh. nice as something is. There's always something to think about, like okay, because some yeah, things are not covered by your warranty. Even like if something ha I know of warranties, like they cover a lot of stuff, but some things are like oh, not that though, and not that. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, well, wait, wait a minute. But it looks like I you're all set, bro. Like, Plus, you already have a good plan. Yeah. So, regardless, yeah. I think I think you're fine. Well, I can say the same for like the Corvette. Um, like it has. I mean, there's been a known transmission a, issue. It is a Corvette. Um, and I felt it. I felt like what? It is a Corvette. So you're already speaking about spending a lot of money on replacement parts as well. So like, well, yeah, like, for a sports car, it's a lot cheaper to replace um, with uh, with the Corvette compared to other sports cars. That's why like I also wanted that. But it's it has like it has known transmission issues where like it starts to shake and everything. And honestly, I feel like I felt it kind of coming on. So I was like, okay, maybe it's also good to sell it just in case. I didn't. I maybe I was just like kind of uh, overthinking it or whatever. But it did kind of. I felt like it shifted kind of hard sometimes on a colder engine. But anyway, um, yeah, any car is gonna potentially have issues for sure um, uh, yeah 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 but uh, i i just it, meant like like some cars some cars so. replacements will always be more expensive than other cars and that's why i'm saying like even though you go for a hybrid and you are trading your gas and you're trading all this it's always going to have negative aspects to it nothing is mm -hmm. so good and dry cut and dry out like oh this feels really good and then, you know regardless of the car you get like they could you could even get a, a camry toyota for all i care you know like that's supposed to be the most reliable car in the market or whatever and even that one can fail and replacing parts on that car is also pricey but like i thought it, the most uh, reliable which one, which one? <laughs> porsche is the most reliable porsche uh yeah. well we're talking about mass uh mass like you know consumer cars i don't consider a porsche yeah. like a regular consumer car i was like when it comes like if, if we're gonna talk about high-end vehicles i mean yeah those are gonna they usually tend to have a higher quality aspect to them too yeah. uh i just well, mean in, in general a general, general rule at least to me when i buy a vehicle i always look okay how much do tires cost? How much does the oil change cost? But for you, it's a hybrid, so I'm not sure how that works. And then, like, how the brakes are. Um, just basically well, self-service. Can I self-service my vehicle? Is the thing that I look for. I look for the most, at least for me. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. It really depends on. It's subjective on who's looking for me. I just was. I wanted something that can be get good miles per gallon. Um, I guess I looked at like Prius. Priuses, oh fuck Priuses, no, dude! No Prius. And those get really good gas mileage and stuff, but I would not use it for anything, and it's not going to survive the field. Like when I go out there and stuff, if I ever have to go a little off roading or something, I'd be concerned. Although I have co a coworker, that, um, I I believe I have, there are individuals that. If you if you get a Prius, you're just trying to tell the people that like I care about the environment and it's like very posh and very like annoying. So I hate Prius with a passion, cause just because I don't buy a Prius, it doesn't mean that I do not appreciate the environment. I just do not like ugly looking cars. That well, I am technically yeah. an environmental specialist, uh, so hey. <laughs> it's my job. Hey. I'm just kidding, but well, actually not kidding with it. But um, no, I yeah, I just needed something that I not only could make use of for work, but also outside of work. Um, and so that seemed to be, I mean, 
yeah, I could have went with, like, a bigger truck and stuff, but those, the mile per gallon is terrible. I, yeah, I could have went with, like, a car or something that has better MPG, like, even better MPG than 40 now, miles per gallon. I, I think you did fine. Your decision was great. I, I just, yeah. I was just talking about, like, you know, because to me, like, um, it's, it's a great car. Sounds, everything's awesome. <laughs> but I know yeah. for, I, I yeah. just know that electric hybrids, they also have, like, things that you need to careful and if you're gonna trade in your car before the warranty that's the pr i think that's the way to do it because if you're not trying to spend an extra 10 to 15 grand just on the battery that would be the way <laughs> this is yeah, the way <laughs> like it's the first year that this car's come out and so there's all the there luckily there's only been one recall that it's under which is they have to like modify the oil pan or something because it can catch fire <laughs> So other than that, <laughs> uh, dude, um, every there's so many cars with so many recalls. Like, like that's yeah. that's not that big of a deal. I think the worst one that I seen is the one that the the airbag explodes and like the little shards <laughs> go into your face. I think yeah. Okay, that recall is okay. like okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe you should recall it. <laughs> yeah. Catching fire and well, I mean that uh, that one that you mentioned sounds like it should also be recalled. But but what yeah. I what I'm trying to say with that is not just because that the cars have a recall, it means that it's bad vehicle, right? It's just well, they, happens. So a recall a recall doesn't mean well a recall just means that you bring it into the store or the dealership and they fix it. Correct. And then you can go on your way. So. And there are recalls too that are more severe that you have to take the whole vehicle and then you don't have it for like a month or two, but um, and then they send you like a I don't know I guess you're kind of screwed but um, but yeah luckily this is like a twenty minute fix kind of thing so pretty good it's um, it's has a better launch than like the Ford Bronco has been having which is kind of good so um, yeah we'll see um, we'll see if I survive <laughs> the next year. Uh, with this vehicle, but so far I'm happy with it. If anybody's look, I could, I guess I've only had it for about a week, so I guess I could say that I would recommend it at this point. If you're looking for a pick, like a capable pickup truck, truck it could tow upwards of 2,000 pounds with just the hybrid. Um, it has a lot of capabilities as far as you can do like camping out the back if you have the tending thingy like attachment. It's pretty cool. It's, there's a lot of interesting things. Um, yes, I would so far recommend it, but we'll see you long term. Hey, I want I want to go uh, ride your uh, your vehicle too. I want to see how comfy it is. Cause I'm liking what you say yeah. about it, by the way. I, you'll see if I ever say something like negative, it's not because I'm like, oh, try to be negative Nancy awesome. over here, right? I was just like, oh. I was just trying to be like, it's awesome, everything is awesome, but everything, you know, for those people who don't know, yeah. who don't know about hybrids at least. There's all that battery uh -huh. cost is insane, uh, especially if you buy them used. So if they're not warrant, if you don't have warranty on those vehicles mm -hmm. that you buy, you just have to know that. Like you, it's because I usually buy used vehicles just because I sometimes like I don't know the way that I buy vehicles usually used, but for a hybrid, I don't know. I might end up new to be honest because so I would want the warranty that you have well, uh, because like it's, it's so expensive. Well, if you can get it new, man, it's like it's one of the cheapest vehicles on the market. It's like right, like twenty one thousand, I think, if you want the base model after tax. I mean, that's, that's not bad. Awesome, it's not bad it's at like, all, dude. It's crazy. It's a really good deal. And then um, you you know you save the money and it's capable and stuff. But 
Who knows? Um, I might I end up getting one too. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a, definitely. Um, I think it's a very, it's a good choice so far. But um, I also want to mention that you're, I think we're going to be seeing, because actually there's other, like, uh, I think Acura, um, some other companies, they're also seeing the popularity of this compact truck. Like trucks are, like the smaller trucks are selling where you can't even, um, you can't even order a new 2022 uh, Ford Maverick right now. They just stopped it because they couldn't keep up with demand. And so the 2023 model, which isn't going to have really any substantial changes besides maybe additional color or something, is going to be um, coming out. I think like the tra like the ability to order it is going to be starting in August. And I'm actually tempted. I'm just going to go and order probably another one and then sell this one because chances are it's it's going to be um, still retain its value because of how expensive or like the demand of it. And then I'll just get a new truck and I'll just keep trading them in. There but you go. Um, at this point, like, um, and then yeah, I would get it. I'd get it for like the base price and probably make like twenty grand off of it. So, but um, or ten grand. But uh, yeah. So we're gonna see like a lot of the competitors starting to make similar vehicles. Um, really, there's only two on the market, and this one has the best MPG. And so it's like people are, even though we have so many individuals that are just like they have big trucks they all this other stuff um when you actually you know ask them well what do you need like what is what is it that you need in a truck and and there's always this joke about like um when you compare like the the capabilities of a truck it's like well yeah it can it can carry like i don't know whatever cubic feet of of air because <laughs> like no one's really i think majority of truck owners aren't even putting anything in the bed of the truck so the size doesn't really matter. And those that, I mean, at least the ones that I know that have a truck, it's because it's their commuter vehicle and it can get them on the field. So do you really need like this crazy bad MPG vehicle? I mean, you, you would think you would want to save more money and just get a capable vehicle than like this massive like couch that you drive around, which it sounds awesome. I, I had, I had an old small truck and I also had a big, you know, I had a, a Mazda B3000 as my first um, truck. And I also, you know, that had over probably close to 400,000 miles on it at the end of it. And I had a big, uh, big um, Chevy Silverado as well, which it was, a, it was, you know, enjoyable to drive too. Um, but I would still probably go towards the smaller vehicle because, you know, parking really sucked. Um, it was really bad on gas. It was like a small fortune to pay for. There was also, um, you know, there was like, um, although it was comfortable, these smaller trucks have similar seats and it's very comfortable vehicles. Um, it's very similar to actually my original truck. So you, you could, um, I, can, I can tell you're not a real truck driver because you're not taking yeah. other people's spots. Like, you yeah. know, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man, I hate, so, I hate them when they would make a trucks and then they park too. They, they basically, yeah. they, they have a big truck and they purposely park it badly. So nobody parks next to them. They just do it on purpose. Yeah. Like I know. So they're yeah. assholes, um, to be honest. I mean, it, I, I have, I mean, my, you know, I have friends at work that drive massive trucks. That's, that's cool. It's, it's our, but like for me, and I think honestly for for those, maybe even them too, I think if they had the opportunity to have good MPG and have just, you know, the, the necessities, not nothing crazy, I think they would switch. Um, 
Yeah, it might not. I mean, actually driving in it, you kind of do still feel a little bit of like the road dominance. Like I do feel like I'm kind of high up. I mean, compared to the Corvette, like definitely high up. <laughs> but, um, the it, Corvette's uh, like on I the ground. Feel, yeah, it feels like driving a like a, a mid-sized SUV, but I know that it has more capabilities. It's a front wheel drive, um, which is, has its own benefits. Um, so, you, you know, it has some off-roading capabilities, uh, more stable in snow and old mud and stuff like that. So it, it's, it's, um, I was, I was actually like, I remember I was talking to my coworker and I had mentioned, um, something about it. And I, I, when I would talk about my Corvette, that was one thing, but when I started talking about like this affordable compact truck, everyone was interested. So it's like, I know there's definitely interest about it. Like, wait, what? Like, uh, uh, a pickup truck that's uh, efficient and small and, and affordable. Like, what the heck is this? So I see a lot of companies. I think this is the new new trend. I feel like there's going to be a lot, of, especially with gas, gas prices and stuff, I think we're just going to see trucks become smaller. On average, we're going to see trucks be better, give better miles per gallon. I mean, there's so much interest in, like, the I think the Rivian truck, which is all electric. There's the Ford F-150 Lightning which is all electric. Um, and it also has like this really interesting thing that it can do. Like if you have a power outage, it can actually power your house for, you know, a few hours or whatever, like, or I think like probably a day or so. Um, it's, it, I think we're really, it's really cool. Um, uh, I'm excited about it, at least what, what the future has in store. And, and mainly because it's interesting, we're gonna see this huge change. Um, and I think everybody, Everybody's gonna benefit eventually with it. So. We're not gonna benefit until we have molten salt reactors and we can put fusion energy inside a battery, so we can have like just one car. That's it. Like, like yeah, we'll power just, forever. It's good shit. Yeah, that'll, that's a whole other discussion. I think that would be. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I was like, to me, I, I'm so excited for what the future has. Like, obviously, um, either way, like you know, multi, like, I'm all for like. Give me more power, but give me clean power and safe for the environment. So that's what I'm like. We need to move into nuclear react, you know, salted, molten salt reactors or nuclear fusion that's like safer than the previous nuclear plants. Then we can have even more electric vehicles that are even. I don't know. Who knows how much MPG you could get on those, dude? Like <laughs> once you start getting nuclear power vehicles with like a tiny little fraction of power, like once we're able to use the power like in a safe manner. Who knows if you'll ever even need to replace a battery? Cause it's like you'll die before the battery dies. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, yeah. I, we just need somebody. Well, I don't know. I I think it's a great idea. I don't think I trust people with that kind of power though. Well, you gotta and give them like a little, like 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 a little, different. little something, like something like little, like you know. Enough for the vehicle, because, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, but you know that's, that's the future. That's the future. Yeah. So by then, I'm sure we're gonna be able to have uh like different technologies to have safety precautions in case something negative happens. But you know, I'm over here thinking like, already cars are able to either we're either underground, or we got cars that are like flying, which I thought we're gonna have flying cars, cause I don't trust people. Imagine the car, yeah. like, I mean, like, yeah, flying cars. I think, like, you're gonna end up with car, like, cars in top of people's houses easily. <laughs> oh yeah, and then like, it's really, it's just gonna take one person that figures out how to turn it into a weapon bigger than any vehicle, <laughs> and it's like, 
I don't know. I don't. Th I think the only limit is the the people like the safety of what we're capable of is like what are we able to trust people the general public with. Well, that I, that's why that's help. why you like if they write this vehicle like it's only to get from point A to point B and they can't really own the vehicle. That's how I would take it. <laughs> and like have AI and everything inside of it, kind of like a taxi. Uh, um, yeah, uh, I don't. I definitely am. I don't think. Yeah, one day maybe, but like it's gonna be a long time until we can safely have autonomous driving. I say, sure. within thirty years for sure. Yeah, thirty years. That sounds reasonable. Uh, and then fifty years yeah, for thirty years. I think for thirty the other years. Like, I'm not, like, what if? I mean, honestly, what I want to see is um in 30 years like our roads being redesigned in america for example something that's more like we don't necessarily need vehicles to get where we need to go we can and then like like health wise everyone would be a little more conscious of that you know like instead of having to drive everywhere even if it's like an efficient vehicle or you know environmentally friendly and stuff like um we we need to bring back like bikes would be cool like have places that are easily bikeable that you know in the nicer times when it's not a boiling mess outside oh you uh, know um, man that would be cool like yeah that'd be nice it'd be, it'd be nice uh yeah i'm looking forward to the future technology for sure because i know right now we're just hold down and the thing is just politics hold down the a lot of advancements uh which is kind of shitty right and but who knows hopefully I, I, I think I'm in the minority here, but I actually think uh, Elon Musk's idea of underground roads with like specific like already dedicated places from point A to point B would be like so good just because you're able to like maybe before you go into town like that's where the tunnel ends because hopefully there's no like water tubing uh, or nothing like way, that, I right? Gotta, I got I got a quickie on that. It's not it's not his idea. None of it's his. Well, idea. regardless, uh, his well. <laughs> Regardless, he's, he's taken all regardless of There's that, regardless of so, his idea or not, he's, he's the one pushing it, right? He's the one putting money into it. So, like, to me, if you put in money into it and then you're, like, doing it, okay, I, I'll give you some credit. I can't give him all the credit, but I'll give him some credit. Um, no, he's, he's, abu he's abusing the individuals that are working for him. He's an absolute joke. I, I mean, yeah, I'm sure, sorry. I'm sure Bezos as well, and I'm sure... Oh, yeah, name another, name name a, name a billionaire, and I guarantee you, same thing, uh, right? Yeah, but, you gotta stop shipping these dudes. Like, but that's... I I don't really care about about that. What I care about is him actually making these products and bringing them to fruition. And if people don't like to work with him, then people won't work with him. So at the end, I think it's a choice. And I like if you work for the guy and you hear that he has bad worth ethic and you still decide to go work work with the guy then that's on you um yeah so to me it's like i'm not gonna like, i don't know i guess i don't feel for sorry for people if they know what they get themselves into and later they complain about it i guess i was like okay sucks but you could always leave the job and find another one like i, I don't know to me it's like Anybody at any company is replaceable except for the CEO, or even the CEO is replaceable. <laughs> yeah, the CEO is definitely replaceable. I've Basic, seen my share. Of but but no, anyone's the, replaceable. <laughs> it's the CEO's job to make you convinced that they're not replaceable. Mm -hmm. But there you go. But the, yeah, so like, I I get what you're saying, but at the same time, the 
the people are like, okay, so you have recruiters for these companies. They go out, they try to get people in. They are, their, their goal is to basically pull in individuals that are willing to work for the lowest wage um, the most. Um, because, and especially in a situation like where they're trying to get the work, there's gonna be a lot of individuals. So ideal situations, you get people that are willing to work for the smallest amount for the most time. And then there's also a lot of people there. So when you go into um, the, you know, you end up basically having them work, you pay the minimum wage, and then you kind of just, yeah, they, they leave. Well, it's better, in that case, you just bring in a new person, replace them. Um, so I agree that if people should look, like to be able to better, make their, themselves better worth, they should go in and seek education or seek a skill or seek something. Uh, if they complain about a situation, then yeah, they need to better themselves to find a better means. But those that, I, it still doesn't give them, uh, give the companies an excuse to abuse people the way they do. They're, they're lying to them practically, telling them, and you know, what's funny is a lot of the abuse and stuff comes through the direct management that is also being abused. And so it becomes this like, well, shit rolls downhill. And so it ends up becoming like, you have a lot of like, people just trying to survive, like middle management. I, I don't know if you've ever heard, but like middle management is the ideal spot. Because you're kind of just like directing people, um, but the real work comes from the people below you, while you you know maintain. And so it's those people fighting to keep their job, um, which is the reverse. It's getting paid the most with the least work. Um, and so it's it's like in and not all companies are like this, but the companies that seem to be the most in the news lately um, are. Kind of predatory as far as their worth ethics and what they're doing um, because you know they abuse the trust of people and people are willing to do almost anything for money because we live in a capitalist society so it's just yeah i guess like if you think of it that way like if you're like well they they were able to become these big you know rich dudes hey great for them they're just you know playing the system and just trying to live their lives um, and everybody's jealous. I guess that's true. <laughs> you know, yeah. like everyone wants to be up there, but like, I don't know. It's just like, I'm tired of, um, money. Honestly, I'm like tired. <laughs> of, it, it's, uh, it's, I hate, I hate living in a society where it's like everything, your success is based on how much you make and everything. It's really depressing. The more, you know, like, I don't know that that's, it's like the more more I think about it, the more I'm like, like, uh, like. Well, yeah, I think that too, and I wish we lived in a better society, uh, with better set of standards. But with the ones that, are like, I don't know, to me, it's like these are the ones we live in, so we just have to adapt, and do as we have, yeah. and that's all we get to do. If I had a choice, you know, I would just make like you know have a universal income and have people try to just do create and see if we can move into a full robotic, um. You know, the robots make most of the hard work. We get money just because this, you know, these products are created by these machines. But these machines, like you know, if they replace us, we should all get some money from the companies. Are create a bunch of wealth because then they don't no longer have personnel, etc. But basically, 
mine would be like, okay, we all get an income, whether you work or not, and then your job in order to become better, you gotta create something. And because I feel like we're like the only thing that's not gonna be replaced by computers is the creation part, and that us humans have uniquely, even though we like to copy other people, like when it comes to Star Wars or you know any kind of like first-person shooter, like one one company comes another, it's just a copy, but somebody creates, right? I feel like we're gonna end up being just creators and no longer like working like like cavemen, I guess, you know, grinding it out in dangerous like mining facility. You're just gonna have a bunch of little robots go in, and if some don't come out, I mean, it's a robot. Who cares? <laughs> just replace the mm -hmm. model with another one. I just know humans' lives are lost, and maybe we'll have different humanity standards too you know i don't know yeah well but, so that i mean well, that but, sounds awesome i just there's there's some things that you need to consider with oh that. well i just say that the short version because it's like man if i sit here and i tell you everything it'll be like another hour <laughs> and we are yeah. done 44 minutes that's pretty good and we all talked about yeah. cars sir uh I, I don't know i'm having yeah. fun i'm having a great talk regardless uh it's just you know yeah, it's just all the intricacies of our society, unfortunately, that it's not as simple as just that, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you uh, have to consider, too. I mean, that sounds sounds wonderful if it, you know, if it works, but you have to consider, like, incentives. You got to consider not everybody, like, you're forcing everybody into, you're still forcing everybody into an ideal. Um, and some people love working for cash hey, know, and all that stuff. Well, what I'm saying is that it's not gonna like there's gonna be just jobs that are gonna be replaced completely, and if you're one of these people who want to keep working, there's gonna be a job for you. Uh, I'm just telling like, but if you want to stay basic, basically, be to the point that when you're poor, you're kind of not poor. You know what I'm saying? Like that. So, the, so like even even the poor would be considered like middle class. And at this point, if yeah. you wanna if you wanna keep working, you can and you can go up. But then you gotta you gotta do different kind. Of, I mean, if there's a bunch of jobs like that, you gotta need a bunch of engineers. You're gonna need a lot of robotic mechanics. You're gonna need a lot, uh, you know, a lot of that stuff. But you, who knows? Maybe the robots can repair the robots. But yeah, it, there, so there's an <laughs> idea, and it's called um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's called a technocracy, and it's a uh, it's a society that's based on um, having people in power that have education to back up you know they're so like scientists mathematicians oh that's that's basically what um, i want <laughs> yeah and and but the thing is is now the opposite thing about that like people would say is well now that now at that point everybody's just the number and it's not person personal anymore it's just like okay you're just like fourth of a million whatever um and eventually it gets to the point where they can predetermine who's a danger to society just by genetics or who's whatever that and the people are afraid of that um but look at where we are now which we're i don't know you're not you're show. not you're not convincing me that it's a bad idea but go on <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm only biased to that because you know i'm part of that group right but at the same time um you have to like with the global like general it's funny because if you if you read the the book the the expanse society has gotten to that state where um everybody's on a thing called basic um so if you decide to live on earth 
Um, you just, if you just don't do anything at all, you get placed in basic. Um, basic is like you get a basic income, you get basic living and basic food, and you're just there to survive. Um, but it's the lowest of the lowest of qualities, just enough to get you by. Um, and so with that said, that's a glimpse into it because once the least amount of effort is um, sufficient and people start getting comfortable with that, there's always going to be individuals that are looking for just a little bit more. And so it not only will there be better quality things that will be developed from those, but those better quality things will increase in price, but then the lower stuff will decrease in quality. And so you start getting this gap that gets pushed because people always want better. And better is subjective. Better is something that um, is usually only obtainable, whatever it is, it's obtainable by the fewest. So, you know, even though like, I don't know, gold flake in desserts or something is it sounds extravagant, it doesn't necessarily add anything except for visual. It's only a cosmetic thing, but it seems because we place this, this value on gold as, you know, it's shiny and it's expensive, um, it becomes more valuable in an essence more than like just financially or I guess monetarily valuable, but also now it's more like a more valuable experience, all this other stuff. And that's why people can get away with spending or, or charging so much money for all this stuff because it sounds fancy when it's really no different than any other thing. So you start getting this gap, this, this, um, this overly this overcompensation of a gap like this in or unproportional gap in between something that costs this and something that doesn't cost as much as that so you start comparing right and um there's always going to be individuals like you have to think of okay how are people just programmed like how are we naturally what is the natural tendencies of individuals like at a the most basic form and really competition um like uh selfishness like all that stuff is kind of an inherent quality to humans um all as well as compassion and and um you know going above and beyond to help you know individuals and stuff but it all is like a chemical balance in a way like people you know you can start saying okay we have individuals that believe in different things um to try to come up with an answer and everybody has their own idea of it um, but regardless, you're going to have one person's going to be different, can be vastly different. And even from the same family, it can be vastly different than another person. And, um, so when you put all that and you put them all into one thing, um, there are people that are just born and they don't have that kind of drive. And then they feel like, you know, because they're forced, they, they end up pushing against, you know, there's some people that are totally for living with whatever is given to them. And then um wanting to go along with the system um and all this stuff and so it's like it's because of the differences and variations in humans from one person to another um i don't think we can ever find a situation where everybody's going to be happy and the more populations we have like the increases of that the the more unstable we become i think um, because I do now the minority the minorities are loud um, because they're not honestly minorities in the grander scheme of things. They're actually like hundreds of thousands of people, uh, even though there's like, you know, millions, billions or whatever people, 
in this planet, um, a hundred thousand or more is actually still a lot of people. Well, when I mean, most people are not going to speak up at all. Minority within a country, right? Because if you're going to go to full world, like you know, who's a minority? You could be a minority in Brazil. You'll be a minority in China. You'll be a minority in Japan. You know, like what's a minority? Like that's why kind of like okay. To me, we're just people, and we just gotta tolerate each other. Whether we don't like that way that guy thinks, he doesn't like the way I think. We still live in the same society, therefore tolerance is key, in my opinion. And aiming for happiness, I think, is a, it's not something that can be achieved everybody by every. I mean, look, there is there is being happy, right? And there's being a state of, uh, I don't know, I guess I would say in a state of, in a good state of mind. And I, I would say that trying to be in a good state of mind um, is the best thing for humans. And aiming for happiness is kind of like impossibility because I doubt you can always be happy. Like we're human beings. We're going to get hurt. We're going to hear a story that we don't like. We're going to cry gonna become angry so like always being happy unless we're just on drugs all day i don't think it's uh it's something that we should thrive for as human race we should just strive for a, a great tolerate a great tolerance within our diversity and be able to live within each other i think it's feasible i don't think it's like impossible i don't think it's impossible i don't think that's too much to ask i just think Teaching tolerance is a great way to become just better and better human beings. Because if you can tolerate those you disagree with, then you can have a conversation with them and advance the problems that the society has. But if you just yell at each other, which what that's what we have today, it's just chaos. Nothing good. It's just, oh, you have more than me, or they have more than me, or it's their fault. No, it's their fault. It's like, it's childish. It's like, why are we, twelve like, freaking fifth graders <laughs> he did it no he did it <laughs> i don't know i think i think our society is is it's like we can evolve from this childish like yelling at each other to a more tolerable society even if we're not gonna reach the point that we're all super happy we're just gonna be able to be a point that everybody's content to some degree and if majority of people are content then i think we're doing a great job but that i don't know only uh only time will tell, and I'm a person who is all about um, enjoying cultures and appreciating cultures. Like, I love the Japanese culture, but I guarantee you that if I were to dress like in a kimono and go out somewhere today, people will look at me and tell me I'm ignorant or racist. And I'm like, okay, I guarantee you. But the funny thing, I guarantee you that if I go to Japan and I dress in a kimono, people will be like, oh, that's a really nice kimono. I really like it because that's how people are like like it's just ridiculous i don't know to me when it's in mexico right if you come to mexico let's go i'll give you a sombrero i'll give you a full poncho let's celebrate my culture let's go drink some tequila let's enjoy the music man i think cultures are meant to be celebrated and it's one of my favorite like, it's one of my things that i really love and you know we all have different cultures and we should all appreciate each other for different reasons there's always negativity out there but you know that will always be there we can't concentrate on that we gotta if the negativity brings chaos and yeah maybe concentrate on it but if the negativity is just annoyance dude just let it be you know do something better you know go 
go buy your friend a sombrero if you're Mexican. I don't know. <laughs> if you're Irish, go buy him an Irish whiskey. Uh, you know, if you're from Scotland, go share your scotch with someone else. You know, try to, because we're all going for globalization at the end of it all, right? But it doesn't mean that we have to replace our culture. We All it means is we have to just tolerate each other and be able to live with each other. Well, I don't know. That's how I think anyways. And I think if we, we move towards that, I feel like we could have a better future. But that's just me. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I all, I'm all with my crazy ideas and sometimes they sound too ideological or, you know, I don't, I, but I try to be reasonable at least, uh, you know. Yeah. Something reasonable. Yeah, by, by my theory, I meant like uh, ideology, not, not race, by the way. No, no, <laughs> yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I understood what you meant. I didn't think about the race thing yeah. at all. Um, because that, I'm not that person. Like, if you, I don't know. I guess when it I'm I'm against political correctness too. I hate that. I hate political correctness. I'm, <laughs> I just want to. I detest it. We should be allowed to say whatever we want as long as we're not inciting violence or trying to, you know, you know, inciting violence. <laughs> um, you know, if you you want to be a racist asshole, that's how we know you're a racist asshole. Not by shutting you up. But by hearing that you are one, and then you're like, watch out for that, dude. Or be like, hey, why you like that? Let's get to know each other. Remember, all? I don't know. There's a lot of stuff in our society that I wish we could change. But I, all I try to do my part is try to tell people, hey, let's tolerate each other. And because we're all human. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. Man, I love how we went from a car talk to like a future and then to like now we're here. <laughs> Now we hear about some kind of crazy society in the future that is going to be able to tolerate each other as well and have robots and all that. The only thing that I fear about the future is that robots are going to see that we're the problem. <laughs> and like Terminator style Skynet has become online and that is it. Oh yeah. uh, man, I don't know. I really hope that's not the case. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I love I love all this what if. Um, oh, talking about like a future with robots. I need to at least bring up one game before we finish the podcast because it is a gamer's enclave and we talked a little bit, but I want to talk about Stray. Um, I actually played it yesterday and it released on July 19th and it's actually does take in like in a futuristic, uh, in the future where obviously it's just robots and cats <laughs> for some <laughs> robots and cats because I don't want to spoil it too much for you guys. But essentially, yeah, you get to see that the humans are pretty much extinct and then you, you're this little cat and you actually get to do cat things. You get to knock down like a bunch of stuff. You get to like, you know, destroy carpets, destroy <laughs> couches, <laughs> you know, when they when they need on them or like they pull their their little, you know, nails. They, they, they use their nails to scratch up on the posts and stuff that you can scratch up on couches, on carpets, you can drop like cans from up up above um but yeah that's the f like you can meow you can do all the cat stuff so if you love cats you're gonna love this game now to something more interesting than just being a cat so the experience is this i'll tell you guys what it is so you if you want to play it hopefully with my explanation it'll give you okay do want to play or i don't want to play it. okay so it's story focused game single player it's linear um with a very very small amount of like sandbox areas so it's like mostly linear with some sandbox um, and 
It's a super simple game. You literally have maybe like you use maybe like four buttons in the entire controller. It has if you have a PS5, it has haptic feedback and it's pretty cool because you know um, if you ever like pet a cat when when you know they're purring, like you get to feel it on your hands with the haptic feedback, which is so cool. Um, there's also um, you get a little. I mean, you've seen in the trailer, so it's not really a spoiler, but you get like a little um, like a little robot. And that robot helps you collect items, open doors, and all that stuff. But, I mean, if you like cats, the story is pretty interesting. It has some, some like, ah, I don't know. It's a little bit of a spoiler, so I, I don't want to say. But, it, like, it's just an adventure where you're trying to get this cat back to his family. Because he got, you know, separated. And he has to go through this other, other place in order to get back to them. So on that way, that's where you get to meet a uh, bunch of robots with different personalities. Uh, you get to do some questing. Uh, there, there's not a lot of action. It's a lot of running because you are a cat. I haven't gotten to a point that you necessarily have a weapon per se, but there is something that you do have for self-defense. So it's mostly a self-defense game of running away, um, jumping places. Uh, puzzle solving and a really cool like futuristic cat story um, kind of like a yeah post-apocalyptic almost to some degree um, a dystopian of sorts which is I, I don't know I really enjoy I'm enjoying the game for what it is uh, but I do want to say that I think the game is roughly eight hours I'm estimating so it could be less maybe a little bit more but thus far I feel like it's like an eight hour game um, based on what I what I played and yeah so if that sounds like an experience you guys will like and I would highly recommend it it's not gonna be a game of the year I think so far personally I give it like a 7 out of 10 but if you're a cat person you might give it an 8 out of 10 <laughs> just because of a cat. cat if you're just a cat too. if you're just a cat you give it a 10 out of 10 cuz you're a cat <laughs> <laughs> because, because meow meow scratch scratch <laughs> You do get two meows, which is so cute. I mean, you, you get the, I don't know, this game, you could tell was made for cat lovers. Um, and it's a very casual game. So if you're looking for a hardcore experience, look elsewhere. <laughs> it's a very cute. Well, I think you could, I'm pretty sure you can turn it into a hardcore experience by just like dressing up as the cat. Hey, and like playing the game. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're thinking way above me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you gotta think outside the box. I know, I'm over here just thinking inside the game. Well, but yeah, I don't know. But besides that, I don't know. I'm liking the story. I'm liking the characters. Nothing, nothing like revolutionary or anything. It's just a cat game where you get to try to reunite with your family. And you get to see this really cool story. Uh, well, futuristic story, which I think is very in interesting if you like to read like lore and stuff. Like, just... I'm just kind of like to me. I haven't gotten to the part of um why most of the well, actually kind of did, but I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> but yeah, if you if you're interested in this game, play it. Um, I recommend it, especially if you like cats and if you like platformers. Um, I think it's a fun little game. Yeah, I think that that's all Question. I gotta say about Stray so far. Is do you do you get nine lives in the game? Um. I mean, yes, you do get nine <laughs> lives, 
but you're not limited to nine lives. Okay. <laughs> I, I put it like that because there's an actual, I mean, a trophy that if you die nine times, you, like it says, oh, oh yeah. it gives you like a little notification. Um, That's awesome. But yeah, that was funny. So, if, so hey, you guys will get a trophy if you die nine times. So if you don't get that trophy, that means you made it through the game without all your lives. And, but yeah. <laughs> I, I I like to look at trophies. Uh, I'm I'm a trophy hunter. If I really like the game, if I don't like the game, I don't bother. <laughs> I just like eh. Or the trophy is like you gotta collect three hundred of this item. Nope. <laughs> you gotta do a hundred multiplayer <laughs> multiplayer matches. Nope. <laughs> Especially have you ever? I don't. I think we're gonna have. Have you ever played a, a single player game that they just added the multiplayer aspect like second hand and then like in order for you to get the platinum you have to actually play the multiplayer but there's nobody playing it so it's like almost impossible to get those trophies I'm like I was going to say uh I I experienced that experienced that in Grand Theft Auto 5 but like people were still playing but I remember the last six the last achievement I needed, because I had all the achievements except for one, was I just needed to go to a bar with a friend. And uh, I don't think I made it that far. Damn. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was you. I think I was like, hey, I just need to go to a bar with a friend. And then I think we were supposed to do it. But then, I don't know, I, I stopped playing for whatever reason. Well, who knows? I don't remember. But, uh, I mean, if you ever get it back, who knows? Maybe I'll help you compete it somehow. Like... If the servers are still up, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I know for oh, the yeah. for Grand Theft Auto 5 for sure. Um, Grand Theft Auto 4, I don't know about that one. Yeah, it was, it was GTA 5. Oh, I oh. may have said 4. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I played on the PS3, uh, and then I bought it again for the PS5. I actually skipped the PS4 because I did borrow from my friend, and I still have his copy, which I need to return. So next time I see him, I'll give him his Grand Theft Auto 5 copy back for the PS4. Because um, I bought it for, for the $10. I don't know if you if you got the... There was a deal for GTA 5 that if you bought it for a certain, like within a certain time, uh, you get it for $10. So I went ahead and did that. Because I skipped... Oh, I got it for free. What happened? Through PlayStation 5, I got it for free. Oh, nice! Even better. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was. I thought you didn't get that. Get that thing. It was like when it first uh, PS Five came out, and it was like one of those reveals or whatever, and they they gave it for out for free. And yeah. I also got it for free. Nice. Um, on Epic Games, the first actually it was one of the first games they gave out to, for free was uh, GTA Five, and that was like what got everybody like, "Whoa, this is cool! You get free games from here, and they're actually decent." And um, yeah, so. I took advantage of that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, either way, I mean, I just figure I, I say that in case I don't know, in case I don't know if it's still available. But regardless, if you got it for free, that's even better. I got it for ten bucks, which I didn't feel chipped at all, just because I didn't buy the PS4 version. Because yeah, they kept. Yeah, there's so many stupid things that they kept like. It's just because I wanted I wanted to buy it, but I was like, I don't know if I have time to play it. So I borrowed from my friend, and I haven't had time to play it. And then I wanted to replay the the story, but once I once I saw the PS5 version was coming out, I was like, "What is the point of even going to the PS4 version?" So it's just on my shelf, <laughs> and like I haven't touched it. And I was like, "Okay, now I got the PS5 version, so maybe I'll get it." 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Grand Theft Auto is it, it's uh, we're gonna get Grand Theft Auto Five on the PS6 and the PS7, and then maybe the PSA. <laughs> Hey, hey, let's throw in. Um, let's also throw in Skyrim. Yeah. Oh, Skyrim is gonna be re-released on there like multiple times yeah. for for forever, because yeah. these developers yeah. just live off those games and like we don't gotta create anymore. No point. Yeah, yeah. It's like let's not invest on any of that and let's just do that. Either way, I don't know if you guys like uh, Skyrim. Uh, you know what's funny about Skyrim? I was gonna buy. I was gonna buy it from a PS5. But then I'm like, I think I'm gonna just replay the new edition on my PC and just look for a bunch of mods to see if I, I can like make make it look like I don't know. I want to see what mods they have now, cause I'm sure I give it enough time to try new mods. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, there's some wild mods on there, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I man, I freaking sky. I had like over seventy mods, I think, at one point. That was all in him, and then it was it ran, and I was all playing it, and then I think I maybe played it for a couple hours, and I was just like, yeah, this is too much, making very little progress because like it's just so intense. So I don't think I made it very far, but yeah, you can you can make literally a game whatever you want it to be. It's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I gotta go look into that one again. Um, I just could never get. I I could never. I didn't finish Skyrim because I got bored. Like I feel like I'm in the minority. Um, I just, I don't know. I love Oblivion. I couldn't put Oblivion down. But when it came to Skyrim, I was like, eh. <laughs> I have another, yeah. like, there's something else that I wanted to play. There was something else, and I just kept, like, I played, I played a bit, and I just couldn't get into it. Which is, like, I feel like now is the time to do it with the newest, <laughs> new, new, new release. <laughs> the re-release. Yeah. I, I wanted to play it in VR, because I heard it's pretty good if you can get it fully modded in VR. So Ooh. I was like, oh, maybe I should try that. I definitely, um, I would want to try that too. VR, yeah, and I think, VR is cool. Yeah, I I'm going to wait until I can get, because I sold my VR uh, already, like my HTC Vive. So um, hopefully there'll be like maybe the PS VR too, if that's compatible. That'd be cool if it, we can get, see some compatibility eventually on PC and then I can Ooh. just, only have to buy one. <laughs> so. Yes, yes, I would. Yeah, I know what you mean. I wish, yeah, I wish they would make the compatibility like just because I I believe that Sony is actually missing on some of sales because the, if they price this thing right, it'll be a competitive sucker for PC too. So if Sony Definitely. were to be smart, they would make this PC and PlayStation compatible. Now if they wanna be ballsy, yeah. they should be like, hey. You can play the PSVR on Xbox, imagine. <laughs> I don't think so. That's not happening. Uh, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, who knows? You never know what the future holds because I don't know if you heard, but Bungie is officially owned by Sony now. Um, wow. Yeah, so who would it? And it's funny because I put a tweet uh, about this, and I thought it was kind of funny because I was like, man, that. As, I mean, I don't know, if you guys heard our previous podcast, you could hear that Halo was one of our first games growing up, and it was one of, mm -hmm. like, the best, you know, at least for us, I we, we love Halo, so it's crazy, because I, I, I kind of put on my Twitter, like, who would ever thought that back when Xbox started, that Bungie would be owned by PlayStation, 
It goes mm -hmm. to show how life is full of unexpected events. Let's see what Bungie oh, yeah. is like with PlayStation. That's that's what I put. I'm like, I'm I'm hoping that it's good. But yeah, it's crazy. It. It's crazy. I, I think that's up there with like the whole hell freezing over and pigs flying and all that stuff. Oh, I know. Like, if you were to tell that to anybody from like Xbox or Xbox 360 generation, even Xbox One, no, everyone like throws dirt at you. <laughs> Story, yeah. like shut up <laughs> man it, i'm trying to remember like how i think i would have thought um it would have been pretty cool i think i probably would have had the same reaction well i would not as i don't think i would have had a stronger reaction i think it, i think i would be like okay so back when it came out we were just kids and not everybody um had all the game consoles so like i had a ps2 um and like an xbox i didn't have really any like any of like if there was a let's say um i think at one i think eventually i did have ps2 xbox and um gamecube gamecube and so you know eventually i had them all and but like there were times when i didn't you know a new console would come out and there would be like an exclusive and i'm like oh i want to play zelda but i don't have the new wii or whatever and um, and I felt like, oh, dang, I, maybe it'll come out eventually, like a port of it coming out. And I think that's where I'd get really excited. But I think eventually I just was like, well, I'll just buy the console and play the games on it. Um, and it was kind of like, I, I kind of, in a way, I kind of like, I guess the only positive thing I can think about it is the, it really, I really like buying hardware and having some new piece of tech and stuff. I mean, yeah, games are awesome and everything, but it doesn't have the same feeling of opening a new console and booting it up and the whole process that, you know, like video games just don't, don't have that feeling for me with that kind of thing. I mean, I play the game and stuff, but it's just like, it's, it's a whole special experience. So when there's a new console that comes out and there's these exclusives and you're like oh i really want to play those games and on top of that i get to buy like this new new hardware um that hopefully has like a whole different like how kind of nintendo with their games have a very well i mean i guess at one point they had a very um unique way of making games like like during the um, week yeah it's just like you know it's something i that's why i really i really would hope games are i mean x like xbox and playstation and even somewhat that the, the switch is probably the most unique out there when it comes to games um like i um i feel like playstation and and an xbox in a way like although there are some drastic con like um there's contrasting elements that are like okay yeah this is obviously an xbox game or this is obviously a playstation game there are a lot of similarities um you know without looking into performances without looking at you know the the uniqueness of the creators on some of them there are a lot of similarities in titles um but not as unique as like so uh nintendo with like you know mario games and they just all have a different feeling to them um, and it really brings me back to me being as a kid, like a kid playing Mario or whatever. But I just, um, I like them having separate consoles in a way, and it would be nice if they maintain some kind of difference, but I know that they're just blend bleeding it in. So I, that was a really long answer, but I, 
I think like, hey, it's cool to see it come to PlayStation, and I really hope um, they're able to take that and and really do what is worth to it to become whatever you know they do with with Bungie at this point. Um, well, I... who knows? Maybe it'll be the place to play. Uh, like, I'm guessing, is this mean that? Well, no, Halo is not going to come to PlayStation though, right? Because it's owned by Microsoft. Correct. We that's why Destiny but, exists now. Yeah. So, like, but it would be I don't know. It, time has gone so much. Like, has changed so much though. I, but yeah, thinking back at the time, I think I would be thrilled because I'd be like, yeah, I could save money. I already have this console, and a game that I want to play is coming to it. Hell yeah. But now, like, as an adult and stuff, like, I like getting new technology, and I like doing that stuff, and I kind of want to buy new consoles. Um, like, that's kind of, I want to buy a new Xbox, because, not just because there's Halo on it that I want to play, because I could just build a PC Correct. and play it on there. But it's, like, having the new console, you know, like, it's, when you get it, there's that, like, jaded period, that, like, that honeymoon period with the console, where you're, like, you just walk into the room to look at it, you know? Now it's just like the PS5, for example, just sitting there, just standing tall, being its PS5 self. But like, it's just part of the furniture now. Uh, <laughs> you got used to it. That's what it is. Yeah, you get used to it. I it's mean, just like, yeah, it's not that's that's gonna happen to every console. But it, oh, I yeah. think the cool thing that I actually want to say, nothing related with you know the consoles aspect more about the Bungie acquisition is that you know it, I feel like it's Microsoft's loss just because they had Bungie and they mismanaged them and then like you know they left they said screw it we're done and then the cool thing look I think the best thing about PlayStation is the way that they treat their developers like if the developer seems to have a good idea they're like you know what go for it just try it like we got Shadow of the Colossus we got Ico we got we got some some unique games that you will never see on the Xbox. You'll never see on the Switch. If you go to Nintendo and tell them, "Hey, I want to make this game," like at the Last Guardian, Nintendo's gonna look at you and be like, "Nah, uh, you do Mario, <laughs> you do Metro, you do uh, their main franchises, right?" They're very low on innovative game. Like, well, not innovative. They're they're good at innovation. They're just not good. They don't create new IPs. In comparison to like PlayStation, um, Xbox is the same thing. They have so many IPs they don't use, and I'm like, you guys are like lacking. So I feel like the best place for developers is the PlayStation right now on Sony, just because of their mentality of like trying to give freedom of like you know freedom to their uh, developers. But it looks like that also led to Xbox like allowing that, so that's good. So I don't know. To me, it's a healthy thing to see this kind of stuff happen. But at the end, it's like uh microsoft bought freaking activision <laughs> and then like you know it'll be here like playstation buys like a studio like bungie and then people are like oh that's that's nothing compared to what microsoft has done but i'm like man microsoft just i don't know i need to see games before i even try to be like hey you guys got all this all this like all these games now now what are you gonna do with them you know like they, they, i haven't seen a banjo kazoo game in ages uh, mm. you know, I haven't seen no, no perfect dark. I haven't seen, I don't know what Phantom does supposed to be really awesome remake. And then they just decided to just do a remaster because of money, you know, like, I don't know. There are things that certain, um, uh, 
publishers do that others don't, which is why every time I see a PlayStation exclusive, I get more excited than when I see a P Xbox exclusive. Uh, just because I feel like I'm gonna get a complete game uh, when I go when I go play Halo or I go play Last of Us on the PlayStation. Hopefully, if Last if Last of Us Three ever comes out, hopefully it's the full game. <laughs> and, <laughs> I don't know. It's just stuff like that. Kind of like. I feel like a little bit jaded towards uh, Microsoft recently, just the entire Halo mm -hmm. fiasco and then how they keep releasing unfinished games, like, and, and then they just keep adding content and I don't know. It's fine to do oh. services, but yeah. Wait, wait, what, are, what are your thoughts on the the, re, uh, the new, like, remastering or, or whatever of, um, Last of, Us? of The Last of Us? Um, yeah. I kind of just want to buy it. Uh, because this is what I'm thinking is going to be. I don't think it's just going to be a cash grab. I think literally what they're going to what they're going to do, they're going to reanimate the entire game from ground up with the Last of Us Two engine. We're gonna. I'm really crossing my fingers here. I think they're going to add the customization weapon system from Last of Us Two into the first one. Like, and that thing is so awesome in itself. So, like, so to me, I'm over here like. I really want to play this story again with all this new improved UI, improved uh, upgrade system. Uh, you know, the graphics and everything else is extra. But I'm more looking over here to to be able to like play the thing, like to be able to do things from The Last of Us Two in The Last of Us One. That's what I'm looking forward to, and maybe I'm the minority to be excited for that. But P on the PS3, the only I, I say my favorite game of the PS3 is probably Metal Gear Solid 4, and under that one is Last of Us. But they're like tied. Like they're like tied to me for like number one. It's hard for me to be like, ah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm a huge Last of Us fan, so to me, I'm I i do not know. Who, I don't know if I'll buy it on the release date. We'll see. I might just wait till it drops down in price and then acquire it. But I do want to buy it, and I do want to play it. How about you? Uh. Are you do you are excited at all? Do you care for it at all since you did play them recently? Um, yeah, I, I just feel like it's it's kind of odd that it that it came out when it did, um, especially with like the the last of us two coming out, and then I'm sure like people have already played all of the games multiple times um, to like to because that's what I well okay so this is just from my point of view. Um, I think it's not, it's almost like they're, it's for individuals that are either really, really huge fans of the series where they play the game maybe like throughout, like the whole series, maybe once a year or maybe once every other year. Like they're, they're like, yeah, I'm, I want to play through the game again because it's such a great experience for me. Um, I think that either that or for somebody that has never played the series, um, I think it's an absolute amazing time to pick it up uh, when that one comes out and then play that one and then play the new one. I think like that is just like the most, that's probably the best experience you can have with it. Um, but for somebody that like, I'm a fan of the series, but I've already played like the first one and the expand, I've played the first one three times and I've played the expansion twice and then, I, or the DLC. And then I, you know, played just recently the second one. Um, I don't see myself wanting to go back, uh, spend, I don't know, what was it? 
This feels like um, a brand new game, so seventy dollars. Yeah, I just okay. Yeah, I just I feel I I'm not the I don't think I'm like the targeted individual for it. Um, I think it's definitely for new people or people that are wanting to have like every version of it and to be able to play it again. I just I per, I personally just feel like it's uh, I don't it doesn't sit right with me for how much they're asking for it. Um, personally, like that's I wouldn't I wouldn't buy it. Um, maybe if it comes out as like extremely discounted or not even that if it came with like the third game like the whole series complete and that was an added bonus like of that hell yeah i would buy them all because it would probably have been a couple years since i played them and that would be an excellent point to start the series and then replay them um, oh oh yeah if there's a ps there's, there's a last of us three coming out you bet your ass i'm gonna replay the whole series again yeah. um it's too soon for me dude i i know i know for you that's why i asked for you specifically because i played well, I don't know. The PS3 and The Last of Us, I play that game so much, especially, especially the multiplayer aspect of the game. I think the most exciting thing I'm actually looking for in the, I mean, looking forward to, not looking for, looking forward to after the release of Last of Us uh, Part 1, the remake, the multiplayer game that they're releasing is going to be like The Division, I believe. So it's going to be this, oh. so it's going to be this like multiplayer. Oh, uh uh yeah that's what i'm hearing mm. so i'm like ooh, yes yeah, that, would be cool. that sounds exciting would be uh so yeah, I, yeah this is what i've heard right from from articles online so it could it's rumors guys so you know take it for for a grain of salt but from what i've seen from the developers talk like neil Druckmann as well he kind of said that they're that the experience that they're creating is going to be like a full like multiplayer experience that's going which is another reason they actually bought Bungie for because they're trying to also create games like Destiny on PlayStation but like quality games not just like you know <laughs> pump them till they come you know pump them baby pump they're, they're just pumping <laughs> out they're trying to make a really great experience and mm -hmm. the Destiny the Destiny experience uh, Destiny 2 experience that I've had multiplayer wise, I think they're really good. Uh, I can't say it's the best, but I can say it's, it's it's really up there with I don't know what's better on live services games because I haven't played all of them so it's kind of biased, right? Because I, I really only played Destiny and I've started playing The Division and barely maybe Final Fantasy 14, World of Warcraft. I, I'm not a big fan of like multiplayer on service games it's because they're time consuming right i play some warframe the free to play ones etc but i think if bungie helps out you know with the online service aspect uh if you guys play factions at all on the ps3 and or the ps4 this is another reason why i bought the ps4 last of us remake because you could play the multiplayer on there and that multiplayer is like so fire bro like if you do if you like multiplayer it's like survival like grounded oh, i don't know it's really cool so i'm hoping that well i'm not i am hoping that what they say is true and then when it comes to this crazy multiplayer online service game on the last of us world it's gonna be like one of the best experiences that around for multi like you know co-op multiplayer this is what i'm hoping for right best case scenario uh mm -hmm. but yeah 
I don't know. It's just hard to doubt. Like a lot of people, I, I at least Naughty Dog hasn't got like half a cent proving me wrong that they know what they're doing. You know. So let's hope. I, I'm hoping that they're gonna deliver, and that's why like I'm like depending on the developers, I'm like you know what, these developers have a proven track record. It's worth trusting them. But there's always that like, well, what if it doesn't work out? Like uh, Cyberpunk, right? Uh, but I guess some people also forgot that you know the Witcher series was wasn't bug free from the beginning either. But they uh, but you know because I'm sure they they played the the best version at the time. But whatever, we'll see. I'm I'm just excited for that game though, and hopefully it's not a Cyberpunk situation with the City Project Red. You know, um, again, that would be extremely disappointing. But you know. I'm I'm always like uh, I try to be uh, what is it called cup half full <laughs> instead of cup half empty <laughs> positivity mm -hmm. if I can um, but yeah I don't know I think this is a good spot to end unless there's anything else you would like like to continue with um, or do you have anything to reply to what I said at all before I close yeah, it I, out I, I got nothing I think thing is very well said. <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, um, I know today's episode is a little bit of a mix uh, all over the place. We started with some car tech talk, and then we moved on to some futuristic, what is it, what would you say, like, predictions? Like, right? Like, future yeah. predictions for society, and with mm -hmm. some cat talk, and then ended with Last of Us Remake. I think, I think we did pretty good on, on the topics. And I hope you guys had a great, con like, well, I hope you guys had a great time listening to our conversation. And and be sure to show up next week for another episode of Gamers Enclave, the podcast for the gaming youth. Ciao.